Welcome to Healthy, Fit, and Pain-Free Pittsburgh. I am your host, Ryan Wade, followed and accompanied by Dr. Tyler Bordick. The doctor is in. The doctor is in. I didn't mean followed. I meant accompanied. It just came out followed. <laughs> but today we wanted to come at you um, with a question that we get a lot from our members, which are primarily, as you may know, you know, people over 40 in their 50s, sometimes 60s, even 70s. And, and that is a, a whole mess of confusion around cardiovascular training, or cardio, as they call it. Who chose this topic? Not me. Oh, yeah. I guess it was me. <laughs> um, but, you know, Doc, first and foremost, uh, you know, we're going to dive into cardio and its different pieces and how it, uh, how it assists in fat loss. But you want to give us a rundown, and first and foremost, because cardio is a, is a broad, um, kind of buzzworthy term. Uh, I wouldn't call it the most accurate term, but you know, tell us what cardio is. Sure. So, I mean, since I have a, a, a bodybuilding powerlifting background, I have a different idea of what cardio is. But most people, when they think of cardio, they think of something that burns calories. They look at it as some supplemental way to lose weight because it burns calories. Um, in reality, cardio, which refers to the heart, is originally used to build up the strength of your heart, um, build up the efficiency of your cardiovascular system, hence cardiovascular exercise, hence cardio. Um, and that's the primary reason of it. it was, it's originally used, you know, for those who are, you know, either athletes or those back in the day who need to be more efficient. Like cardiovascular exercise helps you to be able to do things longer and okay. better. Yeah. So it helps you do things longer and better. Um, I think the misconception is most people think about cardio and they just automatically think about running, yes. right? And the, or they just automatically think about doing something that's painstakingly boring for a very long time mm -hmm. that makes you lose your breath. The elliptical at Planet Fitness. Yes, or anywhere else. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just not true. Cardio does not have to be this, uh, this marathon, haha, <laughs> Uh, marathon exercise where you are doing just repetitive motion over and over forever, it can be all different types. So, you know, with that said, what are the different types of cardio doc? And basically, how are they not created equal? So, I mean, there's, there are many different types. So without, you know, we talked about this beforehand without being too sciencey here. Um, there are many different types of cardio. You can go into different goals, whether that's um, you know, if you're trying to improve performance, if you're trying to pr um, improve your overall endurance. So, you know, the Olympics just ended. And if you look at like track and field, perfect example there. Sprinters are doing cardio and marathon runners are doing cardio. However, two totally different goals. Sprinters have more of a goal to be faster, have more power, um, and be able to hit a higher RPM before they cross the finish line. Marathon runners, on the other hand, are looking more to, you know, maintain a certain pace for a certain amount of time um, to eventually, you know, have higher endurance, higher capacity to outdo their opponents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, not only you can take it out of the context of just, just the runners, although I think the two parallels um, are a very good example, but if you look at <clears throat> different sports with similar outputs like uh like basketball and soccer right or swimming and cycling yeah <clears throat> very similar goals um but different again different kinds of outputs because mm -hmm. in basketball you have a 24 second 
shot clock, and that's the primarily the amount of time that you're outputting your 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 energy. Sure. And so, in but in soccer, similar goal, similar game, um, but no shot clock. Yeah. Right. And so, therefore, a lot longer duration of energy expenditure. Mm-hmm. And so, if you look at the the effects in the again, Doc talks about the goals, but if you look at just the simple comparison of the athletes bodies you can see the different uh the different results that Mm -hmm. the different types of cardiovascular training bring talk about that sure so i mean so you can use a different sports like one being like boxing you know boxing you have guys that go for up to five minutes and they're focused on power and you can see it you can see a difference between a heavyweight boxer someone who's bigger has more power to put behind it and someone who is a lightweight who's a little bit smaller a little bit more ripped typically a little bit more conditioned um or you could even look at a sport like karate karate you don't typically have that they don't really need that power they need more speed Mm -hmm. um so whenever they work on their type of like endurance based activities they're more of can they create speed but they don't necessarily need the power behind it sure Sure. And so basically the, the overarching theme here, what we're talking about is basically there are, and we're not going to go into all the sciencey terms again, because we want to keep it um, digestible for, for you, the listener, but there are really three types of quote unquote cardio sure. conditioning, right? There is high intensity, short duration, mm-hmm. moderate intensity, moderate duration, mm-hmm. and low intensity, long duration. Correct. That's essentially what it is. Yep. Right. And so when you are building your cardiovascular health, it's not just that low intensity, long duration that we want to be looking at. These are all different pieces of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Can you break down how that works kind of in the body and how it helps us be more efficient in the long game of fitness? Sure. Um, So if you do, so like high intensity, low duration, what this does is, if you've ever heard of like supplements like creatine, that's the big thing of like what creatine does. Um, it helps to get your body to the point where it can generate energy at a really fast pace to help you keep going at that high intensity. However, it is a short duration, and typically that is followed by a longer rest period. Yeah, short duration, we're talking time, seven to 12 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And that's typically where, you know, tops, you're talking 20 seconds if you're really pushing it. And after that, and this is where, you know, the buzzword right now is high intensity training, you know, high intensity interval. Yeah. Hit training or even Tabata. Tabata is another one out there. And a lot of that really is you need to have a high intensity. However, what they kind of screw up is the fact that you actually need a decent amount of time. You need probably like four times your amount of time working to actually recover Mm -hmm. because you need that time for that energy to restore yeah tabata tabata and hit are is one of those topics that whenever uh, a bunch of fitness professionals get together they're like all holding their coffee cups with their pinkies out right because they're like haha hit in top and tabata uh not at that vo2 max ha 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 yeah right yeah exactly bunch of researchers who have no idea anyhow so so with that so you know you have to really be careful with that because what people will do is they will, for instance, they'll do what they consider high intense interval. And so they'll go and they'll, you know, they'll go sprint for 10 seconds and then they'll walk for 10 seconds and they'll sprint again. If you get on like a website or some fitness magazine, they'll tell you, oh, you should do this. It burns fat so much faster. 
Well, the problem is whenever you do that is now you don't have enough recovery time, so you can't put forth that same intensity for that 10 seconds for the next time. Um, this is typically where people start spinning their wheels. And that moderate duration, just for comparison's sake, is around two minutes, if yeah. I recall correctly? Two to five, yeah, yeah. two to five minutes, um, which actually segues into that. So for you know the moderate intensity, moderate duration, this is going to be, um, this burns basically the sugar in your muscles if you want to go a little bit more sciency with that. Um, and so with that, you're looking at doing something like Ryan said, two to five minutes, followed by around the same amount of recovery time, maybe a little bit less, you're going a little bit less than that. Um, so, and that, again, that allows time for you to recover so that you're able to put forth the max amount. Now, the recoveries aren't long enough because your body, you don't want your body to recover too much because, again, we're working on one specific system. So that's kind of where you... So this is where, if you've ever gotten on a treadmill or elliptical or a bike, one of the gym that has pre-programmed in there, this is where they have like those hills that you do for a certain amount of time and then it drops for... A short amount of time and you go back up into the hills again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is typically too where you're gonna feel burning um, where people are like oh I feel that that burning in my legs I feel that that burning as I'm doing this um, what that is is it's actually hydrogen ion not again not to get too sciencey but this builds up in the muscles because you're becoming very acidic mm -hmm. because your body is not um, it doesn't have the capacity to recover that fast. So you're going to feel that burning and it's normal to feel that burning. That's not a bad thing. That's just saying that you're doing it right. Yeah. And when you feel your body starting to buffer that burning feeling for a longer period of time, so you're doing the same workout that you were doing a few weeks ago, but you're not feeling that burning coming at the same time, you know that your cardiovascular training is improving. Yeah, exactly. And something else too, while the, um, you know, while I think about it, if you were at the point, this is not necessarily a mind over matter thing. We like to like watch these, the rock training videos, or we like to watch these Nike, you know, mo like Rocky mantra things that we, or montage things that we do. And if you get to that point where you're doing these higher intensity um, exercises and you get to where like you can't perform and you really can't go anymore, that's not your mind giving out on you. That's your body literally saying, I don't have enough recovery here. I literally can't do much more. You need to give me a little bit more time before I can do this again. Yeah, the generalized fitness you know, cardio program I think people typically talk about where they're thinking they're going to have to use mind over matter is there's, there's too much emphasis, I believe, put on the actual output part and not enough on the recovery part. Like the, sure. the recovery part is the part that we should be really emphasizing because if you start with more than enough recovery and slowly break down the recovery time but keep your intensity and your output similar, mm -hmm. you're going to improve, I believe, faster than if you continue to try to push your output. Sure. Yeah, because, I mean, to use, to use an example here, so let's say, you know, like you have a pitcher throwing a ball, okay, and you want that pitcher to get better, to get faster at pitching. Mm -hmm. um, they need to develop the power to do so. Well, what's what's better for them to develop more power, to be able to throw pitches that are going to be 90 plus miles per hour or to throw more pitches that are 50 miles per hour? You know, they're not getting that, they're not reaching that peak of performance that they need to. Right. Right, and so they'll need to, whenever they're starting to reach those higher levels of intensity, need to take longer breaks as they develop 
their their body to be able to withstand that newfound capacity. Sure. Cool. And then the last one is endurance. Um, and this is typically what you think of when you think of like a marathon runner or something or a cyclist or something like that. And basically, this is where you're keeping, you know, a certain intensity. Now, this intensity needs to be lower too. And this is, I think, a lot of times where people um, people go off. Is you know, we want to do more. We want to get more done faster. So we just like, you know, blow ourselves out of the water and like rev our engine up, and then we don't actually tamper with the the approximate you know intensity we need to be. So for endurance, for instance, a good rule of thumb is you should be able to have a conversation while you do it. Mm-hmm. And if the conversation just starts getting broken up to where you're doing like three words, rest, three words, rest, that's typically a good area to be in. Um, if you're someone who uses a heart rate monitor, now granted, there's at least a 10% error when you use these, but that's typically going to be like your 110 to like 110 beats per minute up to like 140. 140. And that's where you want to stay in with those. Any higher than that, you're starting to work into that. Um, you know, that anaerobic, we call it zone, and that's where you don't want to be too much. Yeah, I, I've, you know, in the years that I've had the, the training facility, <clears throat> I've never made people go and buy a heart rate monitor to track their, their cardio improvement. Basically, I've always said, while you're training, just try to have a conversation. And if you can maintain a, at least a manageable conversation, you're, you're in a good rate, right? Mm-hmm. If you start to gasp and if you start to huff and puff, you're probably going a little bit too heavy. You're mm-hmm. not going to make it to the duration that you want to. You're not going to improve your endurance. Now, if that's not your goal, so be it. But sure. if it is, then you know that's what we want. It's good. And the main thing that I think that people forget about uh, working on cardiovascular endurance is that it's going to improve your overall capacity for all the other types of training that you're doing. Sure. And along with that too, and something that people will discount with like endurance type cardiovascular exercise is it helps with recovery. So in aerobic endurance is it's called that because you are able at that point to distribute more blood throughout the body. Um, and by doing that and by, you know, and what happens is, you know, where your arteries and your veins meet, which are called your capillaries within your muscles, as that blood supply increases, that expands, that gets bigger. That means more blood to your muscles and that means better recovery overall. And that's a lot of times, you know, like, if you're someone, if, if you're particularly just a weightlifter, a bodybuilder, a powerlifter, you can still benefit by doing these things because it's going to help you to recover between workouts. Now, granted, don't be going out and running 10 miles because now you're just confusing your body and what the hell it needs to do. And, you know, you're going to mess with performance. Side note, caution. Muscle confusion is not a thing. It's not a thing. Just, just to get that out of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I mean by that necessarily is if, you know, it's really hard to achieve two goals at the same time. Um, you have to kind of focus on, and we've talked about this before, you have to focus on one thing specifically at a time and get really good with that before you kind of teeter away and go as an another adult. goal. Yes. As an adult. So if you're taking this same lesson and you're saying, oh, Dr. Dr. Bordick and Ryan said that you can't get better at two things and you go and you tell your 12-year-old, that, that same principle does not apply. Sure. And even if you're, if you're new at this, you can still kind of accomplish two things at once. But um, once you start getting a little bit more experience, you definitely need to be a little bit more dialed in on what your goals are. Yes. The more training experience, what we call training age you have, the more focused your training goals need to be because you have already started to meet the capacity of, of what your, your capabilities are in each area just to a degree. 
in every area. Now, when you're brand new, you're a complete novice, you have much more area to improve overall, and therefore you can make bigger jumps and improvement in multiple places at one time because you started at zero, right? Um, I don't want to tell anybody they're limited in how much they can improve, but there is a uh, genetically predisposed kind of endpoint to where we all can end up in a roundabout fashion, right? So let's say your capacity is 100, right? And at least you're, you're moderately trained and you're at 70, right? Well, now you only have 30 degrees to improve, 30 points to improve, as yeah. opposed to starting at zero, and now you, you have 100 points to improve. Sure. So now let's go on to fat loss. So how do these, you know, how do these really go around fat loss? How do you, you know, how can cardio become a fat loss tool? Um, so like we said first, so if you're going more higher intensity, um, that's going to help because it's, it's kind of similar to weightlifting. Um, if you do higher intensities, it really requires a lot of your central nervous system. There's a hormonal response. There's a lot of things that come into play. And so your body has to adapt and recover for that. And that typically will lead to um, recovery post-exercise. And that will create a little bit more of a fat-burning effect. It will affect your metabolism and it will um, you know, it'll affect you in that sense. Now, if you decide to go more of like the moderate route, that's going to burn a little bit more calories because you're doing it for a longer time. Um, however, the problem that you have with this is it really starts to mess with you. Um, this, if you've ever done what we call a, like an anaerobic workout, if you ever done one, it burns you the hell out. Any comments with that? Continue to earn our uh, our advisory for foul language on. I just used the H word there. I didn't use anything else. Um, but it just uh, it just completely singes you, and it, it does. It, it'll you need a couple of days to recover from it. So that's the thing you have to realize whenever you do that type, like a moderate intensity, moderate duration, is you're gonna you're gonna be tired after. Yeah, and it's best to be followed up with a, a low intensity, longer duration bout of training within like 24 hours. Yeah. Right, because it's going to help improve your your post exercise soreness. It's going to help improve the shuttling of the like not going too sciency the the bad byproducts that make you sore in your body. Um, and it's whenever you do that, it actually improves the whole process overall. As we were talking about, they're different pieces to the same puzzle when we're talking about cardio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like the endurance, like we talked about, it does help with recovery. Um, it's going to help you be able to do more for longer. So even, you know, again, if you're, if you're someone who is a, like a sprint type athlete, or if you're someone who is a weightlifter, it's going to help your body to recover from that stuff that much faster so that you can get more work in. Yes. And if we just can tip it towards an athlete centric, uh, discussion for one moment, it would be. If you are a, a weightlifter, you are a power, short duration, high intensity athlete, um, you do want to incorporate elements of that low intensity, long duration, just very far out from your competitive event, mm -hmm. right? You want to you wanna continue to improve your rate of recovery. You want to continue to improve your, capa your total capacity of work. Um, and so we shouldn't, this shouldn't be ignored, uh, but it should be placed in the time of your training year that is furthest away from your, um, from your competitive event. And you can, you can honestly get a huge, uh, long lasting training effect from doing it anywhere from just like eight to 12 weeks. Yeah. 
And, you know, going back in, if you're looking for fat loss, so, you know, if you're someone who does go to the gym regularly, um, another problem that you can run into is if you're someone who, let's say, you, you resistance train, you weight train, you know, four times a week, three, four times a week, and then you throw in another, like, three days of, like, higher intensity, that's really putting a lot on your body, and it's putting you, I always say, like, puts you in a hole. You know, you're, it's putting you into a hole that you can't recover yourself out of. And so you want to make sure that you are, you know, you use different intensities throughout the week because if you continuously go at all cylinders, you will eventually burn out and you're not going to be able to, to make a comeback from it. Um, so those longer duration, low intensity type exercise, endurance type exercise is good for that because it doesn't really affect your central nervous system a whole lot. Um, it's not going to singe you know, the energy that you do have in your muscles is going to help you on your workout days. It's really just going to help, you know, and plus it can really help with the mind too. You know, it helps to ease the mind. It gets you a little bit more focused and really helps with that too. Yeah, and it does because whenever we become in that like stressed catabolic state, right, mm -hmm. um, the improvement that we've made in the low intensity, longer duration kind of just allows us to breathe more freely mm -hmm. and, and it oxygenates our bloodstream, which also helps our mind kind of clear itself out. So, um, there's a lot to be said for the mental effect, but kind of outside the scope of this specific episode. Sure. So, but just know that's, that's, uh, definitely a benefit of it, but, uh, let's put a bow on this thing, doc. I'll give you my one takeaway. And if you want to kind of add two more, mm -hmm. um, my one takeaway is that whenever you're training for cardio and you're specifically looking for increased fat loss or fitness, um, remember that cardio is the sum of three puzzle pieces, right? And they all, they all are working together to, the, to put together the same picture. So you have the low intensity, long duration, the moderate intensity, moderate duration, the high intensity, short duration. And we want to try to train all three of those. Now we talked about kind of the timing, the high intensity, short duration is like seven to 12 as a max of 20 seconds. Uh, moderate, moderate is a, uh, I'm, I'm blanking, help me. Two to five minutes. Two to five minutes. Okay. And the low intensity short duration is basically going over that five minute threshold, but up until hours and hours yeah. and hours. Um, Doc, what you got? So the one takeaway I'll definitely give is, so if, if you're looking at, okay, Doc, how in the heck do I put this into my week? You've got a long way to go. <laughs> um, how do I put this into my week? So I typically recommend if you're going to do cardio, you know, two to five times a week is good. Two being if you're looking to just maintain your fitness throughout. Like if you're someone who wants to put on a little bit of muscle, a little bit of strength, but you don't want to look like you just poured out of the bar every day, then, you know, two days a week is good for that. Um, and that can kind of be a mix of all the ones that we talked about. Now, if you're someone who is actually doing an endurance event, like a, you know, you're doing a 5K or you're doing a triathlon or something like that, then that five is probably going to be good for you. Um, but you really, but if you're not doing that, then you really have to watch doing that five times a week. Because again, you know, this, this is a cliche example, but the sprinter, the marathoner, who would you rather look like? If you want to look like the marathoner, then you just do more cardio. If you're looking for fat loss, it's going to be kind of in that mid-range there. You know, three times a week should be good for cardio. Um, again, if you really want to do more, then you really better go that low-intensity, longer-duration style. So, cool. Um, 
And the other one too is just uh, just remember what like whenever you're putting cardio into your program, ask yourself why you're doing it, what your goal is. If your goal is to improve performance, we talked about that earlier. If your goal is to lose body fat, we talked about that. If your goal is to have a higher capacity, we talked about that. Don't just aimlessly throw cardio into your program because you look at Chris Hemsworth's program and it said that he did this much cardio because we are not Chris Hemsworth. We'd like to be, but we're not. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so all good, all good points. Uh, and basically, you know, so again, there's a lot to consider in your cardio. Don't think that it's just, you know, one magic event. If you keep doing it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get you every result that you ever want in the world. Um, everybody always wants the, the catch-all. I, I always fall back. Um, there's a, there's a brilliant guy in the industry named Mike Ranfone. Uh, he got the question, what is the best type of, of exercise or cardio for fat loss so at an event that I was at? And Mike's a brilliant guy, and I, I love his answer. His answer was to train in a lactic state. So that means train until you feel like your muscles are burning up. Keep that feeling for as long as you can, and then recover for as long as it takes to not feel that way, and then do it again. Yep. I like that answer. That's a good answer. So, um... So if you want your catch-all, there it is. <laughs> uh, again, Doc, you got anything else? No, I'm good. No. All right. Well, we are. Uh, I'm Ryan uh, for Dr. Tyler Bordick. This is Healthy, Fit, and Pain-Free Pittsburgh, brought to you by Inner Strength Physio Fitness Athletics, uh, located in Coriopolis, a.k.a. Robinson Township, Pennsylvania, off the exit of Montour Run Road, where we specialize in helping people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s, uh, get back to making positive lifestyle change permanent in their fitness, their nutrition, stress management, sleep management, pain management, self-belief, motivation, and accountability. These are all pieces to one big puzzle, just like your cardio. One can't be ignored and expect all the rest of them to follow forever. We want to make that healthy lifestyle sustainable for you, simple for you, something that you can maintain, get results, get that fat loss, get that strength up, get your mobility back, uh, get back to independent living, active activities that you love with the people that you love, and make it happen for the rest of your life. For Doc, I'm Ryan. Stay healthy, fit, and pain-free Pittsburgh. Doc out.